Coming up on Mount Hermeneutics, Satanism. Is it even a religion? And should it or is it protected uh, under our Constitution? Well, that's what's coming up, so keep it right here. You're listening to Mount Hermeneutics, where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the Divine Council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts. But you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck. Dirty Marines, dirty air filters, dirty air conditioner, and those bitches have the heater on in the morning. <laughs> Make a new tradition. Stop doing Santa Claus. Knock it off. Repent. Repent. <laughs> Fellas, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? Not bad. I think uh, this this week, a um, Nikki Ray's son, Ethan, he uh, he was doing his concert. Uh, he he plays the clarinet, uh, and he's in I think sixth grade, so middle school. Uh, and he's and there's so I went to this this Christmas concert, and it was about what you expected from a middle school band, um, the cadets, and then there was like an intermediate, and then uh, there was an advanced. And the advanced was more way more advanced, but still what you would expect from. <laughs> <laughs> it was a step up, but from so, from, a, uh, from a low starting point. He uh, it, it fun fact, Ethan uh, chose the clarinet because Squidward plays the clarinet. Well, I, there's no worse. There's no worse reason, right? So I'm like, hey, go ahead, get it, get it on, kid. You did you did a great job. You sounded great. And by the way, you look like look like Squidward up there, man. What's up? Is He's like, a... see, mom, see, mom. I told you. <laughs> like, Buddy. Is that a she's SpongeBob like, nice. character? Yes. Yes, SpongeBob. Okay. Um, I, I knew. Yeah, I. I think I was dying this weekend also from probably COVID. I had, I think I had a mini stroke who knows, like whatever. Like it's, That's not, that's not funny from you, man. But <laughs> what you should see my wife's face when I told her, she's like, Hey, <laughs> but I mean, she's ride or die though. I think she mentioned that she was like, if you died of a stroke, I think I would just lay down next to you like Romeo and Juliet or some shit. And just like, I'm like, yeah, there's people that need you. Like, don't be crazy. But that is kind she of dope. Sounds like sounds like she's been talking to Carrie. Carrie's the same way. Like uh, you go, I go. You, you out, I'm out. There's there's <laughs> there's this there's this country song called uh, I don't know the title of it, but the hook is "Tell the Grave Digger that he better dig too." And, oh yeah, and that's one of Carrie's songs. And <coughs> I'm just um, I'm just gonna always, die. It always makes me feel bad that I don't feel the same way. Right, right. I'm like, sure, I'm, I'm partying. You know, Brits will be without you spending all my money. I'm just we, I'm just gonna die alone and no one would notice. <laughs> your your cat will eat you. It'll be fine. Brian, I what's a, I don't what's have up, a cat. Man? I've told you this. Cats are girly pets for girly people, and I am a manly man's man. What I have is a lion. A pygmy lion. A miniature. I'm, I'm sure anybody she's a, she is a miniature lion. Any lion. single man that owns a cat is um a lesbian. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. So this it's exactly my point. You're and just I'm a clearly, lesbian. That's, that's I'm all, clearly that's not all a want. lesbian, so I cannot. It's obviously, logically, it cannot be possible that I own a cat. I have you. You. A, you said a, clearly not a lesbian, but you have a cat, so you're obviously a lesbian. I don't have a cat. I have as a lion. 
you you are no. object you're objectively a lesbian. I don't think you know what objective means, Matthew. <laughs> so Brian, what's up, man? How's your week? Uh, it was all right. Uh, just uh, <laughs> hunted with my lion, killed some, killed some prey, um, like moths, ate the carcass, <laughs> grasshoppers. <laughs> Um, just did normal bachelor stuff with my pet lion, you know, like yeah. I, like I always do as, as one should. Right. Yes. Yeah. Just make it yeah. do what it do, babe. <laughs> Sometimes you don't want to be like that, but it do be like yeah. that. <laughs> it do be like that. Yeah. What about you, Matt? What's going on, man? Uh, not a lot, man. Uh, let's see, just, you know, prepping for Christmas, trying to wrap up stuff at work, the usual um, dragging my feet for my last minute Christmas shopping for those, you know, where it's the 20th today. So this will be after Christmas by the time everybody's hearing this. And I probably have just started by the time you'll be seeing this or hearing this, I will have just started my Christmas shopping. So, um, that's about it. Um, let's see what's new in the world today. You guys hear about this thing with, uh, uh, Michael Cassidy in Des Moines, Iowa. Um, is that the, uh, are you talking about the satanic, uh, statue? Well, the guy's not a satanic statue. Yeah. The guy's a former U S Navy fighter pilot, a, a naval aviator, if you will. Um, and a that's, Christian. The guy, that's the guy who knocked down the satanic he, statue and decapitated it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was, uh, kind of, like, kind of quite the big deal. Uh, he, uh, he got arrested for that, right? And, uh, he, he did. He and had like a GoFundMe and came up with his 40K like in 0. 0.7 seconds. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, Matt Walsh was uh, involved with that in the uh, the fundraising. I saw that on his uh, Twitter. And and TPUSA as well. So Charlie Kirk's, Charlie Kirk's organization. Oh, nice. Also, also donated money to that. While he was down doing his uh, TPUSA event that went last week, uh, lots of guest speakers were there said Appar things and apparently stuff. ron desantis uh uh basically said that he had no problem with it <laughs> he was no like problem. hey do this, in, do this in florida it, he had no problem <laughs> with the statue itself or the guy knocking it down no the, the guy knocking it down he was like hey come if you ever come to florida that's fine with me right <laughs> oh boy which I, uh... you know i mean it, it obviously begs a question right there's a bunch of questions that it begs but what were you, what were you gonna say brian I was going to interrupt you and go off on a tangent, but uh, oh. go. sorry. Oh, I was just, I mean, it, I guess, you know, on one hand, you know, the, the, the person in me, the human says, you know, cool. Like, I'm glad he knocked it down, defaced it. And then I have to start laying like all kinds of what ifs against it, right? Like our, our friend, Michael Johnson always likes to say, if it was reversed, would it be okay? Right. Like shout out Mike. He, he always, he's, he brings that up when we're, anytime we've had like a racial conversation, you know, uh, a person of color did X and he always says, well, what if it was a white person or a woman does X and he says, what if a man did it? And that's always a great kind of way to look at things from, from the other point of view. And so, you know, while initially I was like, what point of order, uh, Mr. Johnson is black. So oh. it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a white guilt white privilege thing that fair, he's fair saying point. right 
you know, because a lot of people would just play that off as like, oh yeah, a white guy would. Of, of course he would. What aboutism? Right? What yeah, about that's a fair point. And not he is a black uh, PhD. <laughs> and uh, so, so he's molecular biology. I think. So, so I don't know something all nerdy. It's, it's molecular biology. He's, Hit us uh, up in the comments, MJ. Yeah, tell us what I, your degrees in. I was going to point out that he's that he's black, but I figured as the white guy. <laughs> I have no problems pointing out people are black. <laughs> Zero issues. So anyway, yeah. what I what I, what I was thinking about it was, you know, what if a Satanist had knocked down, you know, a statue of Jesus or you know, a God statue, which I don't think God statues exist. But um, um, not for not for ours, no. Yeah, or or would it be okay to do it to a statue of Buddha or you know whatever? In, in, insert other deity, either real or made up and and I, I it gets me thinking you know like on one hand i'm like mm, he's probably going to get arrested right and he probably should be arrested but then that begs the follow-on question should he uh, i don't know what do you guys think should he be arrested yeah i mean beyond the fact that it's on public property right so like there's some it there's there's some Thing that's just like you can't just break things like it's not yours to yeah break, he, right? he broke he broke a law so yeah but what he, law and he knew he was breaking the law um i think it was i think he committed wasn't it criminal mischief or yeah, yeah. and something. so on, on that on that line i think yes he should be arrested um but it's him he's you know being defiant in a way that he's he's fine with the consequences yeah, I uh, I like the guy. I um I'm uh, I like what he did. I'm rooting for him. I'm also wearing my my SBG shirt, which I realized it's kind of dorky for a podcaster to wear another podcaster's merch, even though he is slightly more successful and better known than us. Just a little um, bit. Yeah, I, and I I wear this just to let it be known that I I I like Matt Walsh. I I listened I watch them every day. I'm SBG for life. Um, so there's no hard feelings when I say, I think he's kind of an idiot on this, on this topic. What did he say? Um, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't listen. I'm not a SB. Well, he, um, I have, I did hear this take. So I'm curious, Brian's take on Matt's well, take. He denied that the, the satanic temple had a right to to put the statue up in the first place. He thought the Illinois state government was wrong to let them, that it's not a quote unquote legitimate religion. Um, hmm. It's not what the founding fathers had in mind. And, and he, he boiled it down to this very kind of simplistic Saturday morning cartoon morality of Satanism. Satanism is bad. Christianity is good. You shouldn't do you shouldn't allow bad things on public land. You should allow good things. And that's 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 almost verbatim what he said. I'm, I'm well, and I'm, that's I'm, that's on brand for Matt Walsh, though, right? Yeah, like that's and and I think that mentality serves him pretty well in most things because most of the stuff he talked about, it is. And I'm not saying Matt Walsh is stupid. I'm not. I I I'm an I'm an admirer. I think he's wrong on this particular issue. Um, most of the stuff he talks about, it is pretty black and white, no brainer just cutting through the BS women are women, men are men just asking what is a woman and, and watching the 
the the feral leftist dance and try, tie themselves into knots. It's a pretty effective strategy for that and lots of other things. About this, it's a bit more complex. Like the idea of a the idea of a legitimate or illegitimate religion under the Constitution that's as fallacious and nonsensical as the idea of hate speech. Um, it's it's a legal non-term. Um, the fact of the matter is, if you're you know, as much as I dislike the idea of a satanic statue being publicly displayed to mock and, and troll a nativity scene and those who put it up, I don't I don't know the legal basis to deny it. It can't just be we don't like that. Um, it can't be it's not a legitimate religion because there's right. no there's no such thing as that under the Constitution. Um, so, I mean, if if. If there's a legal justification to to deny them that, I, I would sure like to know what it is. I haven't heard that, and I'm clearly the Iowa State Legislature hadn't heard it either. So yeah, I I I, I didn't read a lot about this, but I remember reading or hearing I don't remember which one it was that the statue had been um, properly applied, for. applied they, yeah. yeah they had they had uh permits or whatever whatever the right language yeah they went they course. went through all the proper channels and, yeah. and they they did yeah. just so it could have been it could have been a statue to these nuts right like it, it it's not the point the point is like whatever it is they got permission to do it and now if the i i guess maybe what matt's saying is the pretense under which they gained the approvals were felonious maybe is what he's trying to say i don't know dre what do you think well i think i think he, he said a lot more than than just that he laid out a bunch of stuff before he talked about you know the bottom line of it's good and that's bad i mean he talked about like who's who is that even representing so somebody from out of state who is an atheist just paid money and applied to do this thing like where's where's the iowa representation in this and and can anyone just put something in a state's i mean can i go to i don't know new york and just put something in their state house because i applied properly I, if I don't that know. happened in oklahoma those are the questions i would be asking i'd be writing my right. my state legislatures what's right. the criterion for this and you know and and again it's not that i am happy about satanic statues going on well, i mean no one, no one's claiming that you are and and i think that and, and i can't remember exactly what but walsh laid out a good five minutes before he went to his simplistic that's good and that's bad and yeah but the substance of it wasn't much be wasn't really beyond this is good and that's bad and we shouldn't yeah. let bad things and i mean he he made an argument for what is or is not a legitimate religion which is yes completely fallacious from a well can, from a, and, and and i guess that's the question like are you really a religion if all you are doing is mocking religion is that really is that religious are do you have to worship something for well, it to be that, a religion so so what's I mean, the definition of a fucking religion yeah i think right? that's not, a question right? not by the constitution but by just anything and I think that that actually goes back to one of our previous shows and conversation we had in the comments with the, one of the listeners, right? So, my uh, what's his what's the handle, Dre? We just you just my said, context, my context, yeah. I had said I'd made a comment about atheism being a religion, 
and and my context so, took took issue with that, right? And I get it. And he he was like, "Well, what's your basis for that?" And what do you, you know? I think, and I'm not putting words in in the listener's mouth because I was I'm just trying to recall what he had said in the content in the comments. But it was something along the lines of, you know, if there's not a unified belief system, there's not a unified thing that they're worshiping, right? And my point was, in my estimation, they're unified around the idea of not being religious. Which becomes, and I kind of, and I, and I quoted Webster's dictionary, and I think it was like the third definition of religion, if I remember correctly. And it was essentially having a strong set of opinions about a thing or something like that. And again, I'm, this is all off the top of my head, but that and, was, and I, and I answered that comment and, and explained that, uh, well, it is a religion. Um, it, it, it's a, it is a, it is a it, metaphysical claim you're talk, about the just nature to be clear, of you're talking about you're talking atheism. about atheism. Okay, I just want to make atheism. sure we're not, we we kind of bounced right there. Right, um, atheism is a religion because it's it, it's making a, a a metaphysical claim about the nature of reality um, and basing and and the person bases their values on, and their you know their beliefs about values on that claim. Um, Satanism is a the temple of Satan is a religion in the eyes of the IRS. Um, so 501c3 status, non-taxable yeah. religious entity. And I, I, I tried to, I, we, we, uh, I had all this stuff up a, a, a few days ago and I had it cleared readily in mind. And I, I've slept a couple times and had like three days of work, so I'm not thinking about it, but uh, the, I tried to kind of like, find out what the meat of it is how what is what is the objective criterion by which the irs determines what is or is not a religion it's all it's all pretty vague it's all kind of uh it seems like it's geared to in favor of uh if somebody claims they're a religion they're a religion because they they don't want to it's they're they're going to err on the side of protecting the first amendment um so um You know, as far as the founding fathers' intent, though, um, no, they didn't intend for for Satanism to be a to be a religion. They thought they they were thinking only in terms of Christianity, but not as a matter of government fiat, not as a not as a legal requirement. It's uh, Adams wrote, "Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other." Um, it's up to the people to remain Christian. And if they don't remain Christian, then to practice whatever religion they want. And if, and they predicted that when, when society collectively is no longer Christian, well, then the civilization is, is going to go to hell. The constitution is not going to work anymore. Um, and I think we're coming to that point, but I don't think the answer to that is to throw out the constitution and impose uh you know, a legal standard that that establishes Christianity as the only religion. Um, if we're going to if we're going to do that, we need to do that from the ground up, not from the top down. So, yeah, I don't... who but who is advocating for Christianity to be the only religion, e even in this context? Well, that's probably, the probably Matt Walsh. Yeah, no, I don't think I don't think Matt Walsh is. I think that because he also mentioned that uh, he mentioned Muslims and he mentioned Jews, Jews. And he said, and those those groups have those displays in 
in, in state houses all the time. So sure. that's a fair point. And, yeah. And he never, and he did not advocate for, I mean, knocking down anything that's Muslim or Jewish. Um, I even think... if he disagrees with both of those religions, he doesn't straight up call sure. evil. But when he speaks in terms of legitimate versus illegitimate religion and treats that as if it's a legal standard, no, it doesn't. It's it's not one step away from Christian nationalism, but it does provide a. I mean, it, that does provide a, a pretext for for Christian nationalism, um, which is a whole other can of worms. Maybe we want to open that can of worms today. Maybe we want to save it for another for another show. I mean, but I, I, it's it's. I think it's a little. I think some of it's relevant though, because you know I've had conversations here locally in Oklahoma with with friends, family, and. You know, they get a little, I don't know what the right word is. They get a little um, less than agreeable to the idea of other religions, right? And then things like Christmas being a holiday or uh, I'm just trying to think of something off the top of my head, but things that tend to be codified in our law and our legal system that have, you know, Christian roots or christian background right and you know some some other organization will say we don't like this we don't want that to be a thing because it's christian and i'll hear people say well that's just the way it is and i'm like wait wait a minute what if suddenly we had muslims in power that could write laws and enact laws would you want sharia concepts to then be become codified and and forced through our legal system and they're like well of course not which is not like, hypothetical and no, not at all. Especially like, live in like Michigan or Minnesota. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, did you guys see the thing about the flag? The that, flag, uh, yes. That's it's crazy. A, it's the a Somali, Somali flag. flag? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> but you know, that kind of stuff, right? I'm like, you know, unless you want that to be okay, then you have to kind of pump the brakes when it comes to putting like overt Christian things and codifying that. So I, Brian, I think I'm kind of with you on that, especially because, and I, I'm the least Matt Walsh, uh, knowledgeable of the three of us, but I know he's openly admitted to, you know, basically he would be a, what's the term he uses? A theocratic fascist the- dictator. He does that. Fascist it's, dictator, right. right? And, and basically that's and a troll on it. his trolls. He he's, says it is a in, joke. Yeah, I don't think he is. About it. I don't think he is in the slightest bit. I think he's being dead ass serious because one, it's very Catholic of him, right? The Catholics tend to be a lot more theocratic than, than, than Protestants to start with. Uh, and I don't think for a second, I think Matt would simply say, this is the correct way to be. He, you know, he'd be like the Mandalorian. This is the way. And, you know, this is, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm looking out for your soul. You should say, thank you. Instead of arguing with me and go about your day. Hey guys, can we pause the show? We can. Okay. But he still has to. Now we're back on. So anyway, I don't, I don't think, I don't think Matt's being that tongue in cheek. I think he's being flipped to not make it sound like he's being hateful about it. But I think he's, you know, he's telegraphing his belief system. I, and I get it, but I mean, I wouldn't want him in charge. I, I, <laughs> nor does he want to be in charge. And that's I, I, I agree with you, but I, I wouldn't. I would feel like I was overstating it if I said I just I just agree with you flat out. So I I kind of I think he I think he leans toward that. Um, Brian agreed with me. 
Black Ball. 25. <laughs> People watching right now like, what? Yeah, oh, there it is. is. Hey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're man children. But, but you uh... know, but, but seriously, like, Satanism? Yeah, I'm with him. Like, get, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty dumb. I, it's, it's, it's super well, dumb. Here, here's the thing. Like, what if, like, just, and here's what I think the founding father, where, where, like, you, you invoke what the founding fathers would want. Um, Spirit and intent versus the actual word of the law. Well, imagine if those Satanists were transphobes. What if they put up a statue mocking trans people? What what would what would the public reaction be to that? Would it be one guy who goes in um, and takes it upon himself to behead the statue, or would there be an outrage mob that seeks to find out the names of every single person responsible and call their employer and demand that they be fired? Uh, would their bank stop doing business with them? Would they be would they be cut out of society for their their transgression against social norms? Um, well, of course, you know, that's, we've seen that happen to people. Um, but if you're a Satanist and you want to mock Christianity, um, nobody, nobody really bats an eye. Um, but I think if, I think if we lived in a more Christian society, if Christ, if Christianity held more sway, um, well, I don't, I don't think we would, we, I don't think we would set out if we were genuinely Christian, we wouldn't set out to destroy those people, but we would know who they were and we would, they, we would shame them. We would, we would let them know that it's not, it's not acceptable. We're not, you're, you're not making a, a point that we care about. You're not, you're not advancing a worthwhile cause, but we, uh, we just, you know, we don't. Um, you know what, for, for any Satanists listening to this podcast right now, or atheist organization, I will donate money to your temple if you put that same display next to a Muslim holiday. Whatever thing they got out. No, no. You go ahead and disrespect Muhammad like that, and I will donate money to your cause because it means that you are sincere or or principled. But instead, you want to you want to just like mock Christianity. So. I mean, if if there's a if there's a Muslim holiday and so a state house say Minnesota decides they want to put up a, uh, you know, a display during a, a, a prominent Muslim holiday and and they have the right to do that, I I want that that Satanism display with uh, with the goat head, point. the yeah. goat head and everything, and I, not... see see how long that stays up. Satanists should be just as anti-Muslim as they are anti-Christian, right? Because they're anti-God and anti-religion. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not going to give the money, but but I but I, <laughs> but, I but I just I, I just I'm believe they Dre. won't do it. I I'm think it's, you, a, it's a good bet. I dare you guys to do it, and you're cowards if you don't. Yeah, double show dog. Me, show, me, show me that you're principled. Yeah, and, and uh, this isn't this isn't a war on Christianity. Yeah, you you pick on Christians because we uh, you know you you know we're not going to behead you or or or, or really. cancel you. Well, pray for you. That's we'll, that's we'll behead your goat guy though. Like that's what... I don't hey, know. Yeah. Like like uh, Cassidy kind of, you know, he he he'd had enough apparently. But the mm -hmm. actual the actual Satanists have have gone unharmed, and they're oh, just. Well, they... Let's be clear: we're not advocating for violence. Yeah. 
And frankly, he probably he probably played into their hands. They're, they probably love that he knocked their statue over and beheaded it because now they're now they get to claim aggrieved victim status. <laughs> Good. I mean, because well, so especially so, the, so, the, the the satanic temple because that thing is so. I mean, it goes way back to 2012. I mean, think about the time honored tradition of the satanic temple in 2012. I mean, they're they're established a year longer than say like Seahawks fans. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Like, well, you could say that they're an offshoot of Levian Satanism, which is oh, 1966, the 60s, yeah, the late 60s. That is wow. Which you could say is an offshoot of Thelema, invented by Aleister Crowley, which was an offshoot of Ordo Templi Orientis. Mm, yeah. which was an offshoot True. of the hermetic order of the golden dawn which was etc you know yeah i think uh i think my favorite part that i thought about you when i was looking up uh anton lavey that made was, you uh, think of me it made you it made me think of you and and how this <laughs> <laughs> i can't i can't find it but he one of his one of his books and some of his philosophy he was borrowing from uh nietzsche and uh ayn of rand was yeah, it's basically oh, Nietzsche, <laughs> Ayn Rand, and I thought I'm like, yeah, he's matched like, oh, together yeah. with some with some Dungeons and Dragons and some Aleister Crowley, and it's uh, that yeah, sounds like are... a that sounds like a pretty dope metal song. Uh, funny thing, uh, Anton Lavey hated metal. Look, man, how how fucking Satanist can you be if you don't even like rock? I mean, Homeboy was he hated metal. What did he listen he, to? He, Folk he music? played the he played the accordion. He played the leer. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what a devil worshiper would do. <laughs> I mean, he claims that he he dropped out of high school and joined the circus. And when he joined the circus, he he played whatever the the circus. What's what's that thing with this? The, do, 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 do. He played that, and he was a cage boy. And uh, really, yeah, yeah, he worked at carnivals. But then, when you speak to any biographer that talks about him, he that's all a lie. <laughs> like the dude, the dude nah, can't he, even tell the truth about being, you know, BT Barnum, right? Like nah, he he worked at a car wash. He dropped out of high school. The dude, the dude I, I can't get past the fact he didn't like metal. Didn't like that's metal. the most un, that's the most unmetal thing I've ever heard. Right? And I was like, I can't take you seriously. You're you don't even like metal. He's like, like it's too loud. Hurts my ears. It's too it's so aggressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's when uh, in 1975 when my man uh, Michael Aquino split off from him to become Cetus. Uh, he's like, oh, you don't like metal? That's the last draw. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he claims this like satanic philosophy of what real Satanism really should be about. But it was really about the music. He's like, well, you don't even you don't even listen to Sabbath. I'm out. <laughs> how can there be like Maiden? real? How can, how can there be real or fake Satanism when they're like by there's, their own account, they're just making it up with. as they right. go along anyway. It's just well, I think Aquino, uh he, what's he he has like a, a PhD in in like uh political science and he was in military studies and he was like a legit type leader guy. But uh I, I think he he was more of the Alistair Crowley type. He believed that there was there was actual magic and there are supernatural forces. So I think when yeah, so this once other he, guy was it was once he down. realized that that LeVay didn't believe in any of that stuff and it's all a show, I think he's like, no, 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 I need to start my own thing. 
and they're they're so robust. I think they have five hundred members today. So, so I have a question: What is it? Is there? They almost we we almost have as many. That, that's what I'm saying. Like five hundred members. That's because you're so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Dre and I were going on before we started recording about how just it's just so dumb. It's just such a dumb. What's the similarities or differences between Satanism and Lucif- Luciferianism? Um, because that seems to be a pretty serious belief system. I think I think the difference is one believes that Lucifer is a is a is an actual being, and well, they not... believe he's they believe he's the good guy, right? Right. So it's a it's the anti hero trope mm-hmm. uh, of you know he he was actually here to tell. The... So I think I think there was there's some he, the, the serpent where... was the good guy in the garden. And... Well, he was actually dethroned. Right. And and there was like this coup by the by the Elohim and the real good guy, you know, fell down and like, hey, and it gives us our free will. Mm-hmm. Lucifer is the reason why we have free will. We weren't given free will. And he basically said, hey, listen, you got to eat from the tree. I know it's going to hurt, but you, know, you got to do it because uh, God's lying to you. You're basically mm-hmm. um, you're in the Matrix or you're in this in the ant farm. He had I want to. I know, I know how to get you out of the ant farm and it's going to be uncomfortable, but Hey, let's get out of this Eden bullshit. Cause that guy, he's not real or he's not, he's not telling you the truth. He's not, he's not, yeah. he's not on your on, looking out for your best interest. Right. I don't, I don't know that you can divide it between Satanism and Luciferianism. I think it's just, it's that it's, there's atheistic, uh, Satanism, which is, which is what, uh, Anton LaVey and, uh, Lucian Greaves and, uh, and like, most modern public facing Satanist right, right, right. claim to be like he's he's just an he's just a symbol or a, an archetype for what mm-hmm. they that represents what they what they believe in but then there's the actual like believing satanist who believe satan is the good guy and they they're they're occultists and they're they tend those t- i have the satanic bible i haven't done a deep like literary analysis is it right of there it. on your right there on your book <laughs> it is and, and that's a levee that's a levee book right the satanic bible yeah matt's making fun of me but i, I don't know why i'm showing you because you were just making fun of me but no i was curious if it was at hand or not yeah that was uh that was it let me and, read uh, a passage from but the, I just, the I just, Bible. I just tossed it over there. Chapter but, uh, one, verse ba- one. Bathomed. In the beginning, v- verse, verse seven or verse six. Yahweh uh, is but, full of. <laughs> there, there are there are ritual instructions in it, and mm-hmm. like there, there is there is an apparent belief that they think something is happening by their rituals and their magic so and i, I think it's because he ripped it off from lots of other people he even takes you know the uh the enochian key was that john d yeah john d yeah right so uh, he he, he rips magic. things off from john d he rips stuff off from alistair crowley i mean the dude's outfit was created three days after some TV episode where Don Rickles plays some Satanist. Really? Yeah. Listen, man, I, he was like, that's what high, I need to look like. If your high priest whole fit is looking like Don Rickles, I'm out, <laughs> dog. Like, I'm, I'm looking out. <laughs> I think most of it was just for shock value and theatrics <laughs> and attention. And I, who, who knows how much of it he really believed or what he really believed or... Right. Or how sincere any of it was. It was just, but and you could also say that about like 
you know, Aleister Crowley, I think he, he sincerely believed things, but he was also driven by this, this narcissistic need for constant attention and adulation. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's hard to say how much is just pretentious theatrics done, you know, for any, for any of them, but, um, look, man, he named his son Satan Xerxes, which one did LaVey Satan yeah. Xerxes. Oh, it's this dude. I never looked him up. It's that bald headed dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like okay. the, the guy who, who like every photo, he looks like he's just, you know, Mephistopheles. Be impressed with me. Be impressed. Yeah, I'm intimidating. Like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think a uh, thing you, you mentioned uh, about their, their narcissism, I, the, the one kind of through line through all these different sects of Satanism is is the worship of self. And, you know, it's uh, how to how to make your yourself and self-determination and nothing else matters but your pleasure and, and what you want to do. And I, I see that being a trickle effect in all the secular stuff that we do here, you know, in, in the Western world today, everything's about, it's just like Lincoln. It's like hedonism. It kind of, um, uh, well, Aquino and the, in the setus, he takes a step further because he believes in, uh, in a human deity. Like you, if you do the ritual properly and often enough and believe, then you actually become a God yourself Mm. or yeah. uh, Like, like, like good old Satan. I think it I think it's more than just hedonism or even just basic what we would call selfishness. Like a, a few weeks ago we ta- I talked about how Ayn Rand's moral philosophy is actually probably the best representation of what you find in the Bible um where the, I mean this the self is the star is the basis for morality. You you serve your own interest. You to love someone is you value them. You're you know, Jesus died for, he, it's, it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. Like Jesus thought he was getting something for his life that he valued more than his life by dying for us. And so it's, it's not selfishness in the colloquial sense, but it's selfishness. It's, it's self-centered in the sense. The purposeful opposite of giving basically. Um, well, it's not altruism as we typically think of it. It's not right. where like we talk, we talk about, we speak of morality as if good equals selflessness and negation of the self and, um, evil is, is self-driven. And it, it's not, I, I, I don't, I reject that, that description of, of morality. You, you, the man who dies for his country thinks he's getting some, the, the man who willingly dies for his country believes he's getting something that's worth more than his life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the person who, you know, sacrifices himself for his loved ones is because he loves them. The fact that Jesus died for us speaks to his love for us, not to his selflessness. Um, if, if that makes sense, um, it, it completely it, it, makes it, sense. It, I don't, I don't think anybody is disputing that because I think what we see today well, is is an entitlement. But I want to contrast entitled. that with yeah. with the, okay, the, the Satanist selfishness, um, which is it, it's basically it's the same it's the same basic principle that you find in Aleister Crowley's Thelema, 
which see which as as dre pointed out sees the self as a deity in its own right it's the self is the center of the moral universe like genuine christian morality yes you you are and I, this is kind of something I, I regret not getting into more when we when we discuss the moral argument but morality in in practice and execution it is subjective in the sense that you know we speak of morality and values in interchangeable terms it's about what you value you have to value it there has to be a person to value it but we recognize that like a, someone's values can be wrong if somebody is misprioritizing if they're if they if they value something lesser over something greater then that's that's perversion and evil um well how do we evaluate that what is what is our objective standard for determining which which moral which values are rightly prioritized and which are not yeah. well that has to be by definition god when satanism makes the self the god of the religion um you are you are the absolute you become the objective arbiter yeah yeah yeah. your your own standards are that that's and i'm with you and i'm not trying to split a hair but that's essentially what philosophical hedonism is right whatever seems right to you is right yeah, I I just wanted to distinguish between that and hedonism in the colloquial sense. Yeah, where... yeah, yeah. No, I meant it. So, so for those listening, when people today say hedonistic or hedonism, it tends to just imply sex or food, and it typically just means gluttony and lust, right? But the kind of the the philosophical concept of hedonism, and do we any of us remember who invented who coined the term? Which philosopher it was? Um. I'll look it up while while we're when we move on. But but hedonism was essentially if it if it feels right to you, it is. And so it could be the opposite of the things that we call hedonism today colloquially, right? It could be uh, sleeping or it could be anything, right? It's just I, I think, and that's why I energy I, I wanted to, to interrupt what Brian was saying was just to be clear that I want to say it's Epicurus. That sounds right. That I think you're right. I think it is Epicurus. I think Epicureanism was hedonism. That, that sounds. That sounds. I feel right. like I'm going to look it up, and it's going to be wrong. But it doesn't. You know, you can. You guys can get your money back if we're wrong. It, it's like a. It's like a thing with you know, with, without regard of of someone else or uh, or their intent for kind of like our intersectionality issues that we have, or or people living their own truth. So they're offended at something that somebody else said, even if there was no intent behind it. So it doesn't matter what the intent is. It matters how I feel or how I took it. Like that to me, that's, that's self-centered. Like everybody else gets a say. And if, and if they don't, then you live your truth. It's to me, it's pronouns, right? You, I demand that you describe me in a way that is meant for you to describe me. It's like it's like making up your own nickname. Nobody appreciates a dude that wrote his own nickname, right? You get your nickname through whatever reputation you have or what somebody else thinks of you or what you look like. Sometimes they're not flattering nicknames because you have a jacked up nose or a crooked finger or right. you know, you walk with a with a fucked up gait. Like those are that's the we that's the way you get you get your nickname or the name that's not your name, like a pronoun. So I mean if 
if I see you as this thing or this way, then it doesn't matter what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. Well, since I, we live in this culture where you where we demand, I demand you to see me a certain way, and I demand you to to live your life by my truth, by my values, by, by my to, values. To right? Not only not only allow my values, but but verbally and physically affirm them. And then, which is which is which is the which is the step too far, right? And, and by the way, I need you to celebrate them too. I need I need you to have you know. And if you skate don't, around with if you don't, it's literally violence. It's literal violence. I think you guys are onto something. I I believe I think of myself a certain way. I get to impose that view on you, and you have to accommodate me in it, or you're a bigot. Oh, um, you you forgot the intersectionality part. You are a white male Christian, so he you're. You're like right here. <laughs> You're so so everyone pointing else, down for those that can't see. Everyone else's because <laughs> you, you're automatically the bigot. I mean, uh, IBM Red Hat says so. I'm not, they have, I'm not they any have, of those things, Dre. Oh, I, I'm a lesbian. Uh, well, oh, yeah. That's you right. know what? Come to that's think right. of it, we can't <laughs> have it both ways, Dre. He, Brian's caught us that one. That one. Uh, you know what? Fine. You got. You know what? I stand corrected. And, don't uh, deny me my lived experience i am i uh though though i'm a black man uh you you're uh your lgbtqness that's uh, right that's right, that, that's right. That. yeah so, i'm also not to, I, uh, not to mention my mom's white so i didn't really live a black experience anyway yeah so. it trumps it just ask dave Chappelle. i was <laughs> cashing in i was cashing in on being half bisexual but uh but now i'm full lesbian it's the, it's the cat thing were we recording when we when we called them she's a lion i don't know i don't know if we were i think so (laughs) yeah we were because he was talking about the cat it was during his uh his intro i I, at no point have i said i have a cat but you admitted to being a lesbian so by uh what what is it transitive properties you have a cat if i can have it both ways you can't have it both look if if i'm a lesbian and you guys agree that i am then i get to impose i get to impose my my view of myself on you guys and you have to agree that i have a, a lion <laughs> which means i'm not a lesbian anymore which means i don't get to do that which, which means, means we're back to you being a lesbian which means i can't because you have a cat and so um <laughs> we're about I mean, to open like, a wormhole like i'm allowed to have logic. a cat because i live with a woman in fact i lived with three women you're not allowed to have a cat she's allowed to have a cat correct i, I live with a cat that's a different yeah. thing than correct than having yeah a cat. Right. so i think we're uh i don't think we are i think men having cats is kind of the same as the church of satan like i don't know, <laughs> I don't know they... <laughs> i'm actually a dog person it was funny is i actually like cats for the record matt does not like cats but I, don't I, really I, like, I like I like I like cats just fine. I don't really like cats. I didn't. They mean make to me have laugh. A cat. Anyway. I don't. I didn't mean to have a cat. It just they're kind of evil. They're basically just reptiles. They're super fur. evil. That's why I don't <laughs> like them. Like I don't, I li- their physiology, I'm fine with. Like having a sleek little murder kitten in my house is like kind of a dope idea, right? I don't like their temperamentalness and the fact that they walk up and like, "Hey, pet me," and then you pet them and then they bite the shit out of you. <laughs> And you're like, I, why did you do that? Cats are genuinely assholes. I I uh-huh. do I do love my my pet lion, um, but I I recognize fully that she is just a reptile with fur, and that if I was somehow 
inexplicably shrunk down to rodent size, she would know that it's me and she would happily torture me and eat me. Um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, and that's uh, the difference with a dog. A dog wouldn't. A dog would be like, why are you so small, bro? Hey, we got to get you back to your normal size. We're, we're going to go yeah. do stuff. I'll get you around. Here, get on. Yeah. That's the difference. I think that's a great point. And that, so that's I, why I don't like them. I don't trust them. So about the whole, like, I get to define reality and impose it on you. Yeah, go ahead. Um, a little aside. <laughs> um, Apropos to nothing. Uh I mean, that's kind of, that kind of defines our culture. I one well, no, I 100% blame the church for that. Um, wow. 100%. 100% blame the church. What for that. could the church have done to stop that culture from happening? Literally anything. Being the church for one thing. Okay. That's, that's the main thing. If, if, if we had a functional church that was doing what the church is supposed to do, um, we would uh, christianity would have more influence we would have christians who know why christianity is true who can defend it who have who have the conviction and devotion that come with that knowledge that it's true um which would lead to the the what the eastern churches call theosis they would they would actively participate in the divine nature knowing that the promises are true and that the stakes are real um but we would initiate people into the faith by teaching them why it's true, by giving them an epistemology that grounds them in objective reality. Um, what we what we have instead is, I mean, if you ask your garden variety Christian or or a churchgoer, I should say, well, why do you you know why do you believe all this stuff? Why do you believe God exists and the Bible is true and Jesus rose from the dead? They'll say something like, uh, well, it's what I it's what I put my faith in. Um, or, uh, you know, the, the Holy Spirit convicts me that it's true, but it's, it, it's, it's obviously that's not, you know, it's because I put my faith in it. That's not an answer. That's just, just a restatement of the question, but we've, we've turned faith into something that is entirely subjective and self-defined. Um, we haven't like people aren't equipped or even asked or even know that they should examine why these things are true and, and build their worldview from the ground up based on verifiable facts and evidence and truth and logic. Um, but because we have that idea of faith, that faith itself is a way of knowing something like it's, it's valid because you believe it. Well, why doesn't that work for everything else? Um, if it works for Christianity, why doesn't it work for uh, my gender identity um, or uh, or any other set of values that I that I choose to have based on my my id and my my cultural conditioning? Um, I mean, all of this is, and a lot of this happened because the, you know, I've I've told you guys this, you know the these anecdotes a million times back before I was a Christian and Christians would invite me to church and I'm ask, I'd ask them these questions and they'd be offended that I didn't already believe or already take it for granted. And they were, and when we were growing up, Christians often just sort of assumed the cultural right of way in all things, because we're a Christian nation. You're just, if you're a good American, you believe Christian things and you give Christians their way. And 
of course there's a nativity scene at the state capitol why wouldn't there be we're a christian nation mm-hmm. you're the weirdo if you if you're not down with that um and that's basically you know that's that's how we argued that's how christians argued for argued our case it's just we kind of took it for granted and well what is so hang on brian i, I don't disagree with you and there's not a but it's not it's not that i just dis, i don't disagree with you but my question is is it really the church or the lack of the church and it, and maybe it's the answer is it's the their absence in in all things american maybe that's the answer but i mean for the last 50 75 years there's always been kind of the the common phrase that you don't talk about politics and religion in polite company yeah right and I feel like that is as much, if not more to blame for what we're talking about, because even if the church, assuming there was one cohesive church was off doing all the things you talked about, culturally, there was still that concept of we don't talk about this in polite company. And so, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think it, it goes to our, our comfort level. And, and, it, and it has to do with just being straight up lazy. I think they, whenever, I mean, there's so many aspects where this is evidence, right? You have, uh, you know, a super rich dad that came from nothing and bec- makes some, you know, self-made, right? And then the children are just kind of climbing on the coattails of that. They don't, they don't, they don't learn the tricks of the trade. They don't become innovative. They become lazy. You have, uh, immigrants that came over a long time ago and they worked really hard to assimilate and they learned English and they came up with all these trade skills and were proud to be here. And then their kids just kind of took it for granted that they're here. I think um, so, so many different aspects of our life due to say technology or just things being set a certain way in the comfort of our USness, our, our you know our our constitution that we just forget the origins of almost anything right we just like oh it's it's this way because it's that way and then i i don't know if it's really the church's fault more than it's the uh the congregation's fault for just that's being kind of lazy. what i was getting at and, well, and, and i and i, I get it's not the circular. absence of church i think it's the absence of just like straight generational parenting because you just take it for granted well, how do you distinguish between the congregation and the church? Well, uh, I mean, that's a good question. I, I, fair. I, it's it's this is circular, right? It, like it is. It's fair. The, the, yeah. the culture has slid because the church has slid, or the church has lost focus. So because of that, it's just like it's no different than saying Marines today are soft. Well, why are Marines today soft? Because staff NCOs are soft. Right. Like right, if, right. If, if anybody wants to tell me that young privates and Lance corporals aren't the way they used to be, it's the staff sergeants and the gunnies fault it's, because, it's, right. because those staff NCOs aren't, aren't laying the hammer down on the sergeants and the corporals. And Gen and, Z did not get their ass beat and it shows. Right. Well, whose exactly fault is that? Right. Right. It's, well, it's Gen X. To, to your, <laughs> Matt, to your observation about uh, how you're not supposed to talk about politics and religion. Um, I'm well aware of that, that, that social convention um 
I, I reject it. Oh, well, so do I. I, I mean, the I three of us do. That's like, why we're I, here, right? Well, but but my I point think is that, that social convention convention came about because people weren't strong enough to defend it for real. So they would, right. they, they just didn't have an argument for it. So well, that's if why somebody I said this did, and they, they yeah. got hurt, right? And, like it's and or and to Brian's point, when somebody would ask the question, nobody had a good answer. So they were like, "How dare you ask me the question?" And that that "How dare you?" because they were caught off guard or unawares turned into, "Don't ever do that to me again. Don't put me on the spot like that and ask me about my religion, you son of a bitch." It's kind of like when you I know? ask a a, but, a doctor about nutrition. But think about both of those. Like, if you're a Christian and you love God and Jesus Christ and you've devoted your life to Him, why wouldn't you be thrilled to talk 100%. about your religion? Like I, I don't like this. I'm not, I'm not bragging or anything, but the fact, like I have a harder time not talking about religion. Every time I get into a conversation with anybody about anything within five minutes, it's it I've in talking about it in opining about any given social issue, I have related it back to religion. It, it, yeah. it always goes down back to first principles. What is ultimate reality? What is true? Um, and especially today when society is coming, is unraveling around all of these social issues and, you know, issues of sexuality and marriage and family and even the economy. Like I, I work for a, I work for a professional association in the oil and gas industry. Um, we have a membership crisis because um, young people are not going into the oil and gas industry because they're not going into those professions in college. Um, and that's something that comes up when, whenever I'm talk, whenever I'm in a work conversation, um, it always goes back to why do they, why do they think that way? Where do they get their view of reality um, and their values? And why do they think oil is evil? And well, it's, it's, and it, it, it always, even if I try to avoid it because I'm like in a work setting, I can't get away from it. But, and that's just because that's, I, my worldview is integrated into that and yeah. it relates to everything else. And I, I don't, no, I, I don't think I, it's, I, I get it. I mean, most people, the average person <clears throat> will sit and talk for hours about sports, right. Or they'll talk about whatever their hobby is. If it's CrossFit, if it's, um, being a vegan, <laughs> if it's, you know, all of these other things, people can have hour to five hour conversations about for me, you know, obviously for those that know me, I, I train dogs. I can talk dogs for, <laughs> I can, I can talk dogs for hours. Right. Um, when I, when I started skydiving, you know, if, if I, if I met somebody who skydived, I was like, Oh, let's talk skydiving. Right. Cause I was very much an acolyte when it comes to that. And I think we've talked about this here that, you know, Brian, I think one of the differences is you coming to Christianity as an adult and as a fully formed human changed your approach versus those of us that were raised in it. Because it's kind of like, eh, you know, I'm a Christian. It's cool. I've kind of been a Christian my whole life. So it's whatever. You know what I mean? Versus somebody who comes to it as an adult and they're like, holy crap have you heard the good news? And people are like, what? <laughs> and they're like, no, the good news. And you're like, oh, you know, then they do that kind of thing. I was kind of, I was kind of mad at all of my teachers. Because... Have you heard of trend? <laughs> I'm so big now. <laughs> that's, that's, that's trend balloon for those that are listening to home. Is that uh steroid? <laughs> 
it is a anabolic yeah oh um it's a it's it's a it's apparently the it's the one right now right like if you go on there's all kinds of tiktokers and instagram fitness guys that are like it's become cool to be honest about being on it yeah. and kids are taking it like at an insane amount now it's kind of crazy actually hey i don't i don't mean to brag you guys might not have been, have been able to tell but um i'm all natural you're natty i'm a natty i'm gonna mm. send uh kenny ko to talk to you <laughs> i don't know who that is but He's he's a he's an Instagram guy that goes up to people and asks them if they're natty or not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can, <laughs> to go them in the line to him, I can, he just. I'm the guy that uh, that I can can pass yeah. that test. I mean, <laughs> so were you starting to say, Brian? You were mad at your teachers, why? Oh, um, well, they didn't they didn't teach me how to use roids, and now I look because like they weren't natty. Yes, they, <laughs> they lied to me about what results were possible but but by natural means but them, no them, um, them sons of bitches lied to me well i uh you know i i became a christian when i was in the marine corps read read through the bible a couple times um got to the end i want to know what kept happening i want to know what happened after that so i just kept read reading church history and roman history and like some of the stuff that i had heard in school was like oh, i remember hearing about that guy and that guy and but they just gave us like names and dates and, and there was no narrative to it. There was just no, they, it's almost like they had to go out of their way to make to not. it boring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't, I can't, I don't, I didn't learn anything in, in school. And and the reason I think is that they, they were so, they were so paranoid about church and, you know, separation of church and state that they left out any of the motivation of the people yeah. involved, which was always religious. Um, like we treat religion as if it's, it, it's not important. It's, it's a, nobody, nobody told me like in so many words as a kid in school that, Hey, religion is frivolous and silly and not worth learning about. Um, but that was that was the implication because we never we never heard about it. The the like the one exception was I had a uh, I had a history teacher who told us about when Xerxes uh, before the battle of the the hot gates or Thermopylae. Thermopylae. Yeah, he. Um, For those at home, that's the uh, the movie. This the three hundred. Yeah. Well, Xerxes was mad at Poseidon, and so he had his men flog the ocean, and uh, and like. Remember That's ballsy. Class. Yeah, the the uh, but when you're a god king, I guess you. Yeah, I mean, you do what you want. But uh, like, imagine how pissed those guys were. You want us to do what? Well, they, they believed like, it. They were like, they were like, they were yeah, like, let's yo, get that. That Xerxes puny, said, "Flog the ocean." You better that, flog the that, ocean. That puny Greek god. We we're, we're gonna we're gonna flog him. But the remember the class thought that was hilarious because like it was just so far outside of our mindset. And sure. but but the 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 tone of the class kind of turned to mockery, like oh, stupid Persians. Like, why would they, right. why would they think that? But uh, like with no conception of why we don't think that way anymore, it's not because of the enlightenment or because of science directly. It's because of Christianity. Cause we don't think we don't believe nature has agency anymore and can feel us flogging the ocean when we're mad at Poseidon because of the advent of monotheism. And that's just one example of how, Whoa, like, whoa, hold on. But what about my Dodge that puts out all kinds of carbon and Mother Earth gets very angry with me and we, you 
we're regressing. In probably the state of Oklahoma. Are you talking about your Joe Dirt truck? My Joe Dirt truck. <laughs> I, I mean, other cl- people are angry too at that truck when that you know <laughs> for a different for reason altogether. Different reasons. Actually, I get so, nothing but compliments on that truck, hey, by the way. For the, for and the Delani listeners, gets hit on when she drives that truck. I don't I'm know sure if, she does. Like, like, oh shit, what's up, mama? Right for the <laughs> listeners at home, Dre has a. I'm, I'm just gonna guess. Don't correct me, Dre. It's like a 1999 Dodge Magnum pickup. How far off am I? It's a 98 Dodge Dakota. 98. DJ? Yeah, yes. <laughs> and it's and it's it's red and it's lifted. It's it's got kind of big wheels. It's and... black, but oh, is it was black. Know. I thought it was red. Yeah, it's 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 a it's like black, poorly wrapped. Once upon a time, so it's just oh. like peeling blackness. Oh, okay, kind of like. But it, but it's <laughs> it's it's as beautiful as it sounds, and it's it's out of it's out, it's off brand for the Bibbs family, which makes it even funnier. <laughs> I mean, she drives a. a a, a, a 2019 Mini Cooper convertible. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just, it, it's just nothing about the Bibbs family that screams pickup truck. Dodge Dakota V8. Her her car sounds like the shuttle for for the truck. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's pretty funny. So I, I have a question. Um. Oh, hang on, real quick, just oh, no, because yeah, it's ahead, happening because it's happening live. So my cousin Zach is is messaging me because he's listening to our most recent episode right now. Oh, nice. And he 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 asked me to cancel Brian for not admitting that taxation is theft. He Ooh. just hit that part in the thing and I just got a message out of the blue and I thought that was hilarious. So that's, <laughs> uh, that's to Zach. Just and and Brian, oh, unfortunately, today canceled. is canceled. <laughs> that's appropriate for exactly. with a sweet baby yeah, gang. Um, <laughs> just for the record. I said that taxation is not in principle theft. It is in practice the way we do it. So, hey, hey. you're either a Satanist or you're not. I mean, you're either a lesbian or you're not. <laughs> Taxation's well, either theft if, or it's not. If I'm a how, lesbian, how, how offensive can we get tonight? I don't you, know. You, you can't be kind of pregnant. It can't kind of be theft. Well, but the lesbian thing um, that puts me on a self-refuting loop. It's like a it's like a grandfather paradox of intersectional moral authority that cancels itself out and then re and then regenerates itself. So, I, I've heard it said that uh, religion is a way that we can uh, control people. I'm 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 coming with these thoughts real time right now. Okay, and. Uh, but then I then I ask like you talk about how your your teachers Brian didn't didn't say a certain thing about you know or or give personality to people that were uh, of history. Um, it's worse than that. They simply didn't teach history. Right. So I kind of feel like that's by design. That that there's kind of this this socialist, <clears throat> communist, secular. Thing that's that's been throughout kind of you know the very very early on in our in our country and and i and i feel like that is actually more controlling of people because a lot of people i turn away from religion because i want to be free i turn from religion because uh it's you know it, it's freeing i can i can do what i want but then when you get into the the secular world of religion you get all kinds of new rules and imposed on you and and you're actually you're 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 forced to conform 
with everybody else, regardless of what your true convictions and and, and principles are. You have to. Conform I think. To I think that's. I think you're onto something because, like, uh, we've we've had conversations on here. Talked a little bit about. Uh, I, I ride a motorcycle, right? And a great example of what you just said is the uh, the motorcycle culture. Sure. So uh, outlaw motorcycle gangs, as they're referred to, uh, one percenters, they they live in this counterculture, right? And it's very much derived from exactly what you just said. I don't adhere to the laws of man and, you know, the, the, the law can't tell me what I can and can't do. And I come where I want and go where I please and whatever, right? But yet the minute you join that world, they've got all their own laws. Yeah. You can't dress a certain way. You can't put this on your vest. When you ride, you can't pass this way. And if you're this kind of guy, you have to do this and you have to, there's like customs and courtesies and the way you speak to these guys. And like, it's all crazy. And, and, it, and, and it's, it, there's more rules than there are not rules. Um, and it's, 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 it's kind of odd to me that a group that, you know, leads with we're outside of the law then lays hundreds of laws on you and most of them are not written so you don't know if you're in violation of these rules until you're either beaten or killed like it's like you make a mistake and then you get educated as they call it and then you either learn or don't it's it's pretty freaking wild there are basically two motivations for human behavior um there are sticks and carrots which can be as overt as a, a, a formal government that takes you by force and puts you in a cage if you don't comply. Um, but it's social groups do that. Institutions do that. Peer groups. Tribal cult, tribes. Tribes. Yeah. Um, the other way is reason persuasion to faith, meaning like I can, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to force you to do anything. I'm not going to, I'm not going to mani manipulate you or coerce you or bribe you. I'm just going to explain to you why it's in your best interest to do this. And so that you'll want to do it for yourself. Isn't that a um, form of manip manipulation though? No, I'm not. If, if it's the truth, if I'm, if I'm telling you, if I'm, if I'm. Manipulation it, doesn't have to be bad. Well, I don't, but it's not manipulative though. It's not, I mean, I no, I think manipulation is bad. Man, manipulation is where I'm, I'm introducing external controls. I've got to stick at your back, either, either it's actual violence or I'm going to disapprove of you or shame you or whatever. Well, that's in, what in it is. If, if you, if you're, or, if, if you're introducing a fact to somebody and say, you're going to come to the right decision on your own. No, I think it's the opposite. I think it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to persuade you to do this on your own or not. I'm just giving you information and letting you decide for yourself what's in your best interest. So basically this boils down to either law or faith. Um, the whole point of Christianity of the new covenant is salvation by grace through faith, not by the works of the law, as in the old covenant was sticks and carrots. It was, you, in order to, to be a member in good standing of, of the Jewish community, to not get rocks thrown at you or or exiled, you comply. Um, but with Christianity, it's it's the opposite. It's 
you you do this because you believe in it because you because you love and trust the one who who instructed you to to live this way you believe that that obeying him is its own reward and so you do that because because of that even if it leads to a cross even if all of the sticks and carrots are against you doing that you do it anyway because you believe in it so much and so it's it's ironic that you know, people people criticize Christianity and religion in general because it's controlling. And I and I agree that in a lot of ways it is. Some of those ways are bad and, and illegitimate. Some are just you you expect any group to uphold its own standards and to frown on you violating them. But at its heart, it's supposed to be faith. It's supposed to be persuading you about why this is true and why it's in your best interest to live this way and, and modeling that living this way is its own reward. And if you continue to live this way, you become more and more alive. You become more and more Christ-like, and this will be consummated when Jesus returns and we're, we are literally made immortal within our, in our glorified bodies. But it, it, it's supposed to begin now and it's supposed to, you know, I, I talked before about how, uh, you know, we don't, we've kind of created this, uh, this, what I think of as, as a, a crisis of Gnosticism in, in the culture. Like everything is self-defined and subjective. If I, if I feel a certain way in, in my soul or in my spirit, it doesn't matter what, it doesn't matter that biologically I'm a man. If I feel like a woman, I'm a woman. That's essentially what, what ancient Gnosticism was your, the, the, the truth that, that, that saves you. It's a spiritual truth and it's internal and subjective. Um, and that frees you from the prison of your body. But the reason we're in, we're in this, this crisis of Gnosticism is because the, you know, the church teaches this subjective idea of faith. I think if, if the, if there's a genuine, church reform where we where we correct this i think it would i think it would look a lot like the uh like the vulcan logic revolution from star trek um it wouldn't be the purging of emotion i you mean you mean the japanese in the 1950s what um i'm not familiar with that i i just so they went from this imperialistic warring uh kind of crazy country to this peaceful kind of centered um an entire change of culture going on in there well that was kind of that was kind of imposed by from without by by godzilla but uh oh okay so the so the vulcan revolution started in japan because of godzilla the king of the monarchs or the queen whatever i don't know is that's the woman i can't got godzilla being a I, I, metaphor I, I, for us nuking them i think i think brian meant vulcans like the race from star trek yeah not, not the vulcans for, not not vulcan like the god from roman times did we I, just cross wires or were you, were you following that i was totally following i i just i i uh whenever i think vulcans and and their change from that warring faction to what they are now mm -hmm. uh I think the Japanese uh, oh. and how they how they become economic. Well, I mean, and, and they I mean, moved I, to I tech. Your point. They they went to tech like instead that, of right? yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Well, that that was anyway, 100- maybe that's just the Andre thing. The like to me, the Japanese and the Vulcans are like the same dudes. When we kind of did that for them, that's kind of that was that's we. I think we get full credit for that. It's a hot take. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I think we did for sure. We 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 we, uh, we took we their set, army from them. We, right. Well, yeah. we didn't. We took their army from them, but in return, we subsidized their national security. Uh, we subsidized their international trade the Bretton Woods system, we opened our markets to them and basically like that, that Instagram then, guy that we've they, been watching. And then they, and then they got good, right. And then they, oh, yeah. then they, they excelled. But, uh, but, but my, as Thomas, Thomas soul would say, they, uh, they became self-loathing and corrected. Um, Interesting. That's a hot take. Yeah. I think we're talking about two different things though. But go ahead with, with your Vulcan analogy. Sorry about that. Um, um, I just, I don't, I don't know how to tie that into live long and prosper, yeah, which is actually what, uh, the, the high priest would do at the temple. Um, spot Leonard Nimoy made that up from, from, uh, Jewish custom, but that's a kind of, kind of relevant, but, um, sure. the point is, uh, I mean, it wouldn't be the purging of emotion because I don't, I don't think that having more of one means less of the other. I think that's a, that's, I think that's a silly take, but emotion divorced from logic is disordered. Um, and our emotion is typically disordered and Christianity is about rightly ordering. It's about self-control. It's about self-mastery. Um, and transcending our animal nature and becoming more fully human, more in the image of God. Um, and I think that that if if we look to the example of the apostles and uh, the Jewish people in general, that begins with reason. Um, How is that different than, say, uh, the Jedi? A, a Taoist? Well, a, a, how, would, how would it be similar to a Taoist? Isn't it about them... Uh, balancing emotions being with centered. logic and yeah, well, it's a it's more being a higher self and being you know more at one with and and Taoism is really big on rejecting impulses and hedonistic right. hedonistic well, concepts, right? Taoism is about being aligned with the patterns of nature and uh, kind of like going with the flow of the universe, and it's I mean it. it it, it, I would say that Taoism would would see. Hence my question: How was that different than Taoism? Well, that's what I'm. That's and now I'm you're answering it, so I don't understand what your first question to me was. Well, <laughs> so... like why it's why it's similar? I mean, I just right. I don't I don't know that it's it's necessarily the emphasis is not on logic as as an initiating. Uh, principle it's not it's it's more about uh kind of subjecting yourself to the to the fl- the flow of nature i mean it, you, an argument could be made that it's logical but i i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's identical to what you find in in taoism okay. taoism sees it more as logic and emotion in balance as in, as if they are equally important whereas what i'm i i I would say the the biblical teaching on them is that I mean if you read the book of Proverbs and Ecclesiastes it's that that logic and reason come first as the foundation and then 
emotion should be subordinate to that. And, um, and like, as I read second Peter one, uh, three through 11, where he talks about you make every effort to, because, because of God's promises about participating in the divine nature, therefore make every effort to add to your faith, excellence, knowledge, self-mastery, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, love. Um, but it begins with faith and it means faith in the sense of we put our trust in God through Jesus Christ on the basis of the evidence for why this is true for that he rose that he rose from the dead that God exists as we can as we can uh discover by from nature um by by rational observation and and reasonable inference but the point is it it has to begin with reason and evidence it has to begin with a solid epistemology um knowing why we know what we know and how we know it and reasoning correctly from there so that to answer your question um well, are we are we going back to my question of uh that was, is is this is this distraction uh by design is this a to to I, get us? I, I out forgot of that. we hit that point. Yeah, we, we've, we've moved around a little bit. Was it was it is it is it on purpose? Is there is there a force or is there you know they that are that want to move us away from what what the three of us believe is is correct? Are you talking about the 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 Gramsci and March toward communism, or are you talking about the Divine Council worldview? <sighs> yes, I I think it's I think it's more the latter. Yeah. Right. It's definitely more. I mean, if, if you were to take a, st a big step, a cosmic step back and say who who wins with, you know, the current pathing of society. I think, you know, you could put a lot of people on who wins and at the bottom of that is God. Right. And and near the top of that would be, you know, the opposite of God. And it, you know that that fake ass religion doesn't. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Satanists. I don't think right. Satanists win. I think they lose also, in all seriousness. But I think I think the con, you know, the enemy wins by society becoming further away from anything that resembles where it should be. Right. Yeah, and and, 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 I, and, I, and it, I don't. I'm not saying that to be like back in my day, or you know, it's not. This isn't a boomer thing that I'm coming out saying. You know, it's gotten so much worse. Although it has, the path has gone. It's not like we've been in a, a, a straight line tangent. We're curling, right? Like we're we're curling away from where we need to be, so that we're getting further and further. I think we should kind of define what we mean a little better for the listeners. Um, because we we haven't we haven't talked much about the divine council lately, um, but I mean the bottom line is that that if you read the Bible, if you believe it, if it's true, if Jesus rose from the dead, if Christianity is true, then we're at war with dark forces who control the world. There's mm -hmm. this council of beings called watchers, called the gods, the sons of God, who were delegated by god to rule over the nations because of the the rebellion at, at the tower of babel because of the rebellion at mount hermon um but uh and i don't want to i'm not going to review the whole thing but the you the just broad, did well there's, <laughs> i'm like why left, stop now well i left quite a lot out but the the bottom line is that the nations are under the control of of 
the spiritual forces of darkness in the heavenly realms, they've been condemned. They're they're under a death sentence. When this gospel of the kingdom is preached to all nations, then the end will come. When the church succeeds in its mission to 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 reach the nations to advance God's kingdom on earth, then Jesus returns and their their sentence is carried out. Um, as long as they can delay the church, as long as they can keep us from doing our job, then they're they they're they're extending the clock. They are effectively immortal until we get it right. And this this grates a lot against a lot of what Christians believe about uh, about end times. They think that we're just supposed to kind of passively Post wait. Into it. Yeah, yeah, we're just kind of on autopilot. God's got the day planned, and He does. He does know when the day will happen but he's given us a job to do and as long as we're not doing that job um they uh their time runs out and we we can see how christianity is losing ground and and a lot it's not because the church is fighting and losing it's because the church isn't fighting we're just well so so two thoughts one you i'm gonna i'm gonna disagree with this with one thing you said there I'm going to, I'm going to challenge the concept that God knows the date because if it hinges on our action and we have free will, this isn't the conversation to get into a full-blown argument about open theism, but I, I, I I have a different take on that, but we're in alignment enough that I don't think it matters. Yeah. But I would, I would, I think the first thing you said is the most relevant part that all of this waiting is waiting on us, us humans, right? But to your point, the average Christian thinks we're supposed to tread water until it happens, which puts us in a really bad spot because the fewer Christians that know we're supposed to do something means we ain't doing shit. And yeah. we're doing nothing to move the ball. And Jesus we told when... Which is I'm a sorry. terrifying concept if you think about right. it, right? I mean, yeah. they are they are essentially winning. Is I, I never thought I would be the guy that sits around and is like, "We're losing a demonic war." <laughs> like you used to hear like crazy old people say that, right? And it sounds almost nutty to say it, but it's I, true. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it, we and that's that's part of the war. Part of the problem. I mean, that's it's part of the, the problem the, is the fact that the, it sounds crazy. It's the the Kaiser Soze <laughs> strategy. So you said it, and that was the comment in our, just before I, we started filming, I made a comment that I had a little take that I wanted to bring in. And that was it. And you, I, you got there on that. I think oh, that's sorry. cool. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't know if my thought was self-evident enough as we were kind of pre-gaming, but you know, the devil is hiding in, in open sight. He, you know, for those that have never seen the usual suspects, easily one of my top three favorite movies of all time. Easily. And, and that line that the greatest trick the devil ever played on man was making them believe he didn't exist was, was uttered by no other than, than Kevin Spacey, which, which is rich coming from a, which a, is, a, which a is funny about sex offender about Satanism, right? And a so movie by a habitual sex offender. They, yeah. they believe that there is no Satan yet. They name the religion after him. So basically they are, they're living out the greatest trick, right? Like it's, 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 it's incredible crazy when you think about it and, you know, we've talked about the divine council and, and we've, we've, we've gotten heavy into it and then we've kind of, you know, not touched it for a while. The simple fact 
that the average, what you call garden variety Christian, the garden variety Christian doesn't really give any thought to or any space for the idea of evil forces existing in our world. Or they think there's a demon lurking behind every bush. Um they think they think he's they think they think the he, devil they think the devil's is, the reason they have a flat tire on the way to work yeah, right or he's uh like he's omniscient as well <laughs> like could be yeah. everywhere doing everything at once yeah, it's it, it, it's like we we attribute stupid things to the devil without giving proper credence for big picture things like this perpetual slide of humanity into a horrible state in your uh it's, it's kind of weird in your current lived experience are you talking there, to, are you talking to are, a lesbian I'm, I'm talking i'm talking to both y'all <laughs> uh I, is, do you, I, I know that the news or uh the the podcasts that we tend to listen to or the people that give us information are really hammering away on all these things that are so apparent and so loud and so negative but do you see anything in your own circle that it encourages you hmm. is there is there is there a, a positivity is there i'll give an example <clears throat> everyone knows the old core is way better than the new core right everybody knows Bruh. that's uh that uh these kids they're they're weak and they're weak now right they just are um <laughs> And uh, and we're not getting the right recruitment numbers. And as oh, our recruitment, hang on, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Marine Corps made mission. I, I we okay, fine. As far as the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps made mission. Did they they make mission by lowering some standards? Do they? They made mission. Okay, so plus, so by plus four. The the military and the, the whole country are, plus are four. Are U.S. are U.S. <laughs> armed forces? Are struggling to get where they're supposed mm -hmm. to be. They're using they suck. they're using tactics of self centeredness to even get people to come in, and they're still losing the battle. Yet I still work in in this field, like the uh, you know I I work in the Marine office with Marines doing Marine shit, and um, and I'm encouraged by these young people. I I, I just am they're they have a different culture. It's a different world than, than what than the, the three of us were in, but they are about sacrifice. They are about serving something. They are about serving something higher than themselves. And it's really odd to me because I, I work in a, in a, in a place. As, that, as the kids say, they stand on business. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, the on God, it's the, uh, <laughs> no cap. <laughs> they, we, we train the Marines in the battalion. So a lot of times the people that are able to train Marines are people with experience. So they come back from a deployment and then they get thrown into the shop and then, and then they give their experience to help, help people without much. And those are all people who are about to get out or about to PCS. Usually, you know, they're like, Hey, I'll just do my last bit helping these dudes. And I, and I roll on. And, and what's interesting is when you ask young Marines, you know, why they're getting out, it's because they didn't do anything. They didn't. They didn't do what they what they signed up to do. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't fulfill the training that that they were given. They want more. So it's interesting to me when 
when young people have more on their plate, they perform and they want to stay. That is interesting. When you when you start making things lazy and less defined and, and willy nilly, then they don't like the organization. You know, and I and I think that's probably a lot of jobs across the board for for younger people. But I'm I'm encouraged to know that the young people actually do want to not be lazy. I, I think using staying with that theme, I'm encouraged. Well, we'll see how it works. But I find I find it interesting. So you mentioned recruiting techniques and they've been very me focused and army of one and you know, that kind of stuff. Recruiting commercials have changed in the last six months. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's one that's been floating around as a meme in one of some of my circles, the army, Na- the air national guard, air national guard, their recruiting commercial. I'll see if I can find it, link it into our, into this, into this segment is like they're shooters. They're like dudes, like fast roping out of helicopters and they're PJs is what right, it is. They're, right. they're showing some PJs doing like real world ops and they're trying to make that the gimmick for the air national guard. Now, if there's an air national guardsman out there, you know, this isn't shade. Tell the listeners but, at home what PJs are. They're, uh, they're pararescue jumpers. They're pararescue jumpers. So they are, thank you, Brian. They're essentially the special ops of the air force. And in, by any standard, any anybody in the SOCOM community gives PJs the nod. They're the guys that when a pilot goes down, um, these guys will go behind enemy lines and extract. Um, they're typically very highly trained on medical stuff also because they're expecting the guy to have a busted leg or be injured, et cetera. Okay. And okay. They're, they're, they're good dudes. Thank you, Brian. But the point is, is that that's where the Air National Guard is going. Um, the Army... <laughs> So they're, they're appealing back. to traditional masculinity they're, instead of they're reverting because they're my, realizing that the other thing wasn't instead working. of my two moms inspired me to, to exactly to, yeah to and the yeah, reason why I'm doing it is because I need to impress my sorority sisters yeah yeah so I mean I don't know if it, it I don't know if it's if it's it might be too soon for me to be happy or excited or good feel good about that but it definitely is showing a you know, a, a circular, a reversion to, to the current trends. It, uh, it does seem like Gen, like Gen Z, at least, at least the, the, the boys are kind of rediscovering like why that, why Chesterton Spence was there. You guys know this saying by GK no. Chesterton, no. a, uh, a conservative comes to a fence in the woods and thinks, well, that fence must be there for a reason. I should find out why before I tear it down a liberal comes to a fence in the in the woods and and says i don't know why this fence is here i'm gonna tear it down um and that's kind of how you know they they don't understand why all of these traditions and, and these traditional roles and you know the patriarchy and all this stuff that they think is bad and that, that conservatism represents that they want to tear down they don't know why it's there they don't see the value and so and we do see more and more of that. Like people are, you know, women are discovering that uh, hookup culture isn't good for them. And we- Dudes are like, damn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're 
we're seeing all these memes like if if I'm going to sleep with a guy and I, he better, you know, I better have some kind of, you know, financial commitment and and know that he's, you know, he's not going to abandon me if I ha- if I get pregnant. And then and all the conservatives are like, yes, you've rediscovered the the reason for marriage. Way to go. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff like that going on, um, which which I I find somewhat encouraging, but I don't I don't want to take too much comfort from that because i'm what i'm afraid of is that the the upcoming generation is going to realize there's going to be a cultural shift and we're going to realize hey conservative like you're you're seeing i'm sorry i keep tapping the microphone and when i get all animated and i'm sure it thumps it and it disturbs the sound sorry about that um matt you'll you'll edit that out i'm sure but uh anyway what was i talking about um oh um I'm seeing like atheist thinkers like uh, Douglas Murray and uh, Tom Holland, the historian. Um, even Richard Dawkins has acknowledged that uh, like Christ- Christianity has social utility, um, and it's it's we actually need Christian values to keep to keep from descending into savagery. And as we're as we're witnessing, I'm afraid that we're going to have a cultural shift. Where we where we kind of return to these values, but it's only going to be culture deep without without the spiritual aspect right. of it. Like we're gonna like I, I I would hate to see people flooding. Well, could the I mean one could argue that form follows function, right? Well, but if the if well, what I suspect is that people are going to. What I'm afraid of is that people are going to realize that hey, church church meets a va- fulfills a valuable role in society and in culture and so we should start going to church and get our social needs met but they're but they don't actually believe and the church is going to be filled with unbelievers who are they're down for the for the values they're down for yeah. and it's basically you know they're going to have people larping as christians um which would be a good opportunity for them to actually hear the gospel assuming the pastors are capable and right right i mean every january the gym gets flooded right and then a lot of them stay and and some don't they're like hey the whole gym life's not for me i'm not i'm not committed to this thing and then even the 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 ones that are just kind of larping in the gym for a while after a while they start to really get committed and, and believe in this thing because it makes them feel better. It makes them look better. It makes them pick their, their shoulders back and pick their head up and they become just a, a better, stronger individual that gets things done. It's well, just, it's just part of their life now. And that, even and if that they works, didn't believe it at first, that works in a gym when people are going there and they're doing what gyms are for and they're experiencing the value and, and undergoing the change. But if you go to a church on the same terms and the weights are all like hollow plastic and you have people pretending to work out and doing things that just aren't actually very. I, 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 okay. okay. So I, I get what you're saying, Brian. So I do too. Yeah. I mean, I guess to synthesize those two deals, the, the differences gains are physically evident in a lifter. Yeah. Right. And once you take it seriously, you get gains, but those, spiritual gains are not visible or physical and so it becomes like a game of it, it, it's it's more about a game of charades than it is about yeah if you have a bunch I, of I people get, flooding yeah. churches and getting more th- moral therapeutic deism and they're they're not and they're they're told if you 
if you accept Jesus into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior, you go to heaven and when you die instead of hell as a disembodied spirit. And that's what it's all about. Um, I mean, we're going to have, we're, I think we'll have, I think we'll have a, a nice culture. I think we'll have, I think we'll have a, a good, uh, it will seem I, like a resurgent church, but it will be, it'll just be the illusion of that. But, but I, I would still argue it's a better starting point. Right. And it puts us within spitting distance of actual church because then all we're dependent on is good pastors. Well, e well even, e even if, if, if just the pendulum swings in culture, I mean, you have conservative Christians who believe in having babies and getting married. And then you have the other side who want to be dinks, right? They're, you know, they, they'd rather just hang out with each other and buy snacks at Costco you know, there's, and then you also have this for clarity. Dre means dual income, no kids, not the correct. pejorative for Asians. Yes. <laughs> so, and, uh, and uh, I've never heard that. Okay. Um, You're so white. You, and, and then also, also counterculture. So there's lots of high school juniors and seniors right now that are looking at their English teacher. We're like, you know what? I don't like the way you think I'm going to think the way you hate. So now that the all the institutions are to the left, if you're if you're looking, then all the kids start going to the right. And if those kids are the kids that are actually having babies and the other side is aborting babies and not having babies and not getting married, then a few generations down the line, you're going to have, I don't know, Handmaid's Tale. Like, who knows? I, I, you so, know, I was actually thinking about this the other day. It's funny. You're, you're kind of saying it as as a joke dre but i i, I was i'm, I'm actually that. not joking but I, yeah. I have thrown i threw some jokes in there yeah but, no uh, i was i was thinking about that i was like why are we fighting so hard to tell people to stop you know being alphabet mafias and aborting kids because they're only aborting their own kids they're not aborting conservative kids uh, i <laughs> so mean cringing. From a, <laughs> but you're you're kind of you're kind of like doing the conservative version of the same argument they use for, I'm, I'm using for a Darwinian abortion. argument, is what I'm doing. Yeah, right. but that's right. But that's like their their arguments have been like, oh, look at look at how abortion has lowered poverty. Um, well, yeah, you can solve. There's no so there is no social problem you cannot solve by just uh, killing if, a bunch if of you just kill all the people <laughs> who are suffering the problem. I mean, we could we could end opiate addiction tomorrow if that's <laughs> that's our if that's what we did. Um, but the the difference is that we're on the side that that thinks life is inherently valuable for itself. Even even feral leftist life is valuable in it. But in and of but itself. my point is is maybe maybe we're trying too hard. Yeah, and and I, I'm actually not kidding. As terrible <laughs> as that sounds at face value, because if you like to Dre's point, if you play this out for three generations, there won't be a whole lot of liberals left. I think if we don't make if the church their birth itself, rate is down if uh, if we could if we could put these groups into two different actual groups and then do a birth rate study, it'd be I, like four to one. Yeah, totally. I understand totally. what you're. I understand what you're saying, and I and I agree with with your the math the math I, checks. I out. agree with what you're observing about the outcome. Yeah, I disagree that that's the way that, we want to go. That the ends and, justify the means. And, and I and but it's I not agree. the way we want to go. It's the way that it's going. Well, and and is I, it bad? And I, 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 I think and I agree with you that there is that where the pendulum is about to swing back culturally. But my again my concern is if they if 
if those people coming back to church don't, if we don't make the church itself our mission field, if we don't transform right. Christianity so that so that the church is ready to receive those people, it, we're we're just going to have an aborted. We're we're just going to have the eighties. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have Alex Maga. P. Keaton. Maga. <laughs> we're we're, we're just, gonna we're which gonna was a 80s. which was a great time, but, unless you were uh, black or gay. It was okay. I don't know. I was black. You were right. a kid. Yeah. My um, dad was okay, but he was bigger and stronger than everybody. He was big as shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, was, he, he was combat ready. So there's a little bit of a difference yeah, yeah. there. You know, and it's, I think I think that's my problem with this whole satanic thing. I think, like, you're, you're pretend. Stop it. Like, be, back, back to Brian's point of LARPing, right? Right. I would rather have a no shit someone who believed in dark forces live next door to me than. And I, I do, and I would be like, because then I would know, and I would I would know that they're evil from the. But what if a portal opens up next door? I don't. You don't want a portal next door. I'll fight that portal. I'll punch hey, a portal in hey. the face. <laughs> Tell you right now, it's been a, it's kind of like growing up, right? Like I would rather have a car carrying KKK sure. member next door sure. to me than than this nonsense of of patting me on the head and having no right. expectations of me. Like, I might I might have I, a little. I'd rather more have respect. a dude to just hates me and thinks my wife's a nigger lover and I have little nigglets run around my house. I'd rather have that than somebody who actually thinks that. But, but, acts, but acts but, like but it's, not, it's not kosher to act say. like an ally and all that. I, right. I can re I can respect the sincere Satanist a little more than the, co I can the too. cosplaying one. They're both pretty freaking stupid, though. They're okay, so <laughs> they're both I get what y'all are saying. I do you not want a, portal. want a Satanist next door to me. I don't want a real... Alistair Crowley want to be I mean, next door to me. I, I don't, don't want. I don't want unless they're a unless real KKK member living. Unless next they're door having to me. hot chicks coming and going all the time for their for their sex parties. They're always I, they're always topless. In fact, one of the topless people that danced at uh, Lavey's club ended up joining the Manson family. Tidbit. I feel like I should explain why they're both stupid because they're stupid in different ways. I don't want it to just sound like. Oh, they're stupid, and I'm I'm just dis I'm just disparaging them to disparage them. Their thought process is absurd, and and we should explore that. Um, do you agree? Do you? I mean, I mean, well, you're not stopping already, me. So we I'm, kind of I'm already gonna, did, I thought, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah well, you're not stopping me, so I'm going to keep going. <laughs> um, well, the the make believe Satanists, the people who say, well, first of all, they're both parasites. They're both like they they hate Christianity, they hate God, but they have to depend on the Bible to give them their symbolism and their language to condemn it. Um, Fair. which is just weak. You're just like you're go, go make your whole religion up versus do an anti religion right. that's a if derivative you, of. If you have to, they're, they're a spinoff. Yeah. <laughs> You're there, it, it, you know, it's like, uh, isn't yeah, that true? Of, is, isn't that true of Islam also, though? Yeah, but at least they believe that they're that Mormons believe that. I mean, sorry, Muslims believe that Jesus was a Muslim and that Mo, Moses was a Muslim. Right. I, it's it's also dumb because Satanists believe the Knights of Templar it, were Satanists. If you if you read if they read their own source, then it refute yourself but i i didn't want to about satanism no, but there, though but there were no muslims before muhammad there was like they, still, the, the, what, the, the original apostles weren't christians they were jews 
Well, the original apostles were Christians. They weren't Christians. Well, they were. They, they actually were, followed a dude named Jesus. They right. were, but he didn't call himself Christ. Is my point? It's like, well, they weren't Christian because he's got a dope ass nickname. He didn't name himself. <laughs> That's a callback right there. That's right. <laughs> if a Christian is someone who believes that Jesus is the Christ, and and follows his, I mean, they were the first Christians. I mean, they were Jews when they started following him, but they were still on the, Jews. They were Jews on, the day they died. Yeah, but you're speaking of Jew and Christian as if these are mutually exclusive, exclusive, no, exclusive no. terms. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm they were Jews and Christians. In a manner of speaking, Christians didn't exist until the first pope, is kind of what I'm getting at. Uh-oh. Or not the pope, but like the... The day the, of Pentecost. Yeah, like there's a point where from here on they're Christians, but before that they were just Jews that followed this well, guy named, named Jesus. In the, in the book of Acts, there's a verse that it says in Antioch is when they were they were first called Christians. Okay. And that's where okay. Peter was. He was in Antioch. Who was the first pope? Well, allegedly. Not not right. really. But that was the point I was trying to make. That's that's the whole train of thought that I'm I'm basing sure. it on. Yeah. Right. But we're we're kind of off in the weeds a little bit, though. Yeah, um, I was just saying. But G- Jesus um, wasn't a Christian. So, so why why are the real Satanists stupid? Well, I I would I would apply this to occultists in general, like New Agers. Like if you if you believe that there are otherworldly forces, there are spirits out there. All occultism is basically it, it, it's your. You're calling on spirits to do your bidding for you. You're trying to control them. You're trying to make offerings for them to to either give you favors willingly or you're trying to control them as in like the the key of Solomon, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's so you acknowledge that there are other there there's a reality. It's not like you're an atheist who reads the Bible who rejects the supernatural and that's why you think Christianity is silly. Mm-hmm. Your reasons for rejecting Christianity, are totally there it it can't be because you reject that god exists because you're you believe you in can't have Satan supernatural right Wait, um, and I, I i'm gonna push back a little bit so what if these what if these people understand that there are other forces okay and they just think that the text that's in the bible is wrong because they basically think that the bible is pimping their guy and not the guy's that they're trying to get their power from. Well, but they, well, but they still believe in the same cosmology. They believe in the same cosmology, but they have they believe in a different hierarchy. So how yeah. does that make them dumb? So do they believe that Satan is the creator of the universe or that he is a created being? Well, what if they have an Eastern thought that all beings are come out of the universe? What if Satanists, being that they're esoteric in this mystery teaching, are eastern in all beings are created well and that is or come out of the universe that is that is typically what occultism always tends to okay is. so why does that make them dumb because they have a different worldview than us because they're they're choosing the they're choosing a created being within this particular i mean well one they're not choosing that worldview i mean they're their belief I, system always goes to that but it doesn't start out that way. It starts out with with the the cosmology of Christianity, and then as you as you proceed through the religion, and you, it, I, I think they believe in the cosmology of Christianity. But Christianity has 
a cosmology that's an error. So what is it? What does it mean to worship Satan as a believer, though, as opposed to worshiping God? I mean, like, so there's so there's, there's there's Satan, and then and then we we also talked about just occults in general, right? Like, is right. the occult always Satan? Is is a is that what we're saying? Um, occultism tends to go sure. to Eastern thought, and just to review from what we've discussed before, um. And I know this this is boring for you guys, but I think it's important to to specify this for the listeners. Um, there are only two religions in the world. Um, either either God is eternal and the universe is contingent upon Him and all within the universe, or the universe is eternal and all life and consciousness and individuation within the universe is contingent on it. Eastern thought if we're speaking in general terms, which the most developed version of it, which would be Hinduism, Eastern thought has it that we're all basically God, like because the, the universe is is God. Um, or there's individual identity is an illusion. In the Bible, you have God creating the universe by the distinction of opposites. He creates time by creating day. I'm, I'm wrapping this up fast. Don't worry about it. Um, the, like I know, I know you're. This is dragging on, but I'm I'm giving you the Reader's Digest version. He creates by by distinguishing opposites, creates time by create separating light and darkness, creates space separating the waters above from the waters below, creates earth by separating waters from dry land, creates animal life and and man from arising and each according to its kind. Death is um, dissolution for dust you are and to dust you shall return. The, the goal of it is eternal life in these bodies as as individuals. In Eastern thought, it's the opposite of that. The, the goal is to escape life, to escape the cycle of samsara, and to be reabsorbed into, in, in, into everything and lose your individuation. So it's basically, they offer these opposite paths. So you could say that on Christian turn, what... Christianity offers as eternal life, Eastern thought holds out as a curse to be escaped, and the eternal life they offer is exactly what the Bible calls death. So in that sense, all occultism, occultism tends to just be Eastern thought repackaged, offering this enlightenment in the form of being being one with everything, destroying the ego, destroying the individual Identity. No, I, I no, I get it. I, I just they think the Bible's wrong. Okay. Otherwise, they would believe in the Bible. So why why are they then why are they getting their their object of worship from it? Well, according to one Satanist, uh, Satan actually appeared to him and told him the truth, so that he has his own Bible now. He has his own he has his own testimony and he has his own account of what happened in in the universe. Um, do you think that's most Satan? Which Satanist is that? Uh, that's a set, the set, the setness. Okay. Uh, Michael Aquino, the one that broke off from Levay. So, but we have to pretty much take the his one word. that likes metal. We have to take his word for that, though. Um, <laughs> do you think okay. most? Do you think most? But, but again, why is he calling himself a Satanist? Because Satan is the true being that you should worship. But what is that? What makes him the true? Is he? Is he? 
is he God? Is he is he the eternal being who created the universe? Well, why is does it have he... to, why maybe he doesn't think there's a a God of eternal being of the universe? So the, the eternal maybe maybe there's many eternal beings of the universe. Then why is he called why then why is he getting his why is he identifying him by terms defined in the Bible? Because the Bible twisted it. They're lying. What do, you, what do you mean by terms identified in the Bible? What does that mean? Well, Satan <clears throat> means, you know, as he appears in the Bible, it means the accuser, the prosecutor. He's the accuser of man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're saying why would he identify himself with that name? Well, why would he right. like? The, so the, by, by 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 saying that, then he recognizes that God named the him title the accuser. That God gave therefore, there is God. That's, and why would you? That's worship actually a, a really fair point. And why would you but, worship a lesser but, being? Back up, Matt. Which what's the fair point? That what, what what I just what I, what you just kind of brought up the way that that makes sense. Why if Satan was either an independent entity deity or a supreme deity, why would he self choose to self identify by a name given to him by Yahweh? Right. Yeah. I'm sorry. That, I thought you were saying yeah. Matt. No. You were saying yeah. Dre no. No. Made no. A fair point. No. I, I got what you said as as Dre okay. was talking it through. I didn't get it at first either. But when yeah. Dre said it, it, it kind of just it just codified. No. No. Mind. No. I understand that. But the, no, the Gnostics I, also believe that you know that the God of the Bible is the God of the old Testament and that the, the, the truth came from the one that was the serpent. Well, and that, so that's, that but he that's, was, but that's, more he was misnamed. Right? He was misnamed by the Jews. Therefore, right. therefore well, they're not going by the, the name given to him by God. And that they're makes going by sense. his name. Right. Therefore he is the one true God. And the one true God that the Jews and Christians believe the one true God is not the one true God because the one true God is the one that came and, and told us that we need to have free will. <laughs> right. And that okay. makes more sense. Right. And, and you, I feel dumber advocating. Having said all of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I would ask somebody who believes that, why do you believe that? What's the, like, is... well, I mean, I'd have to do a lot more research than that. I'd have to right. go like undercover brother. <laughs> I and think do... <laughs> you, should, you should do that. But to show up I mean, at a, Gnosticism is basically just it's the same basic idea of Hinduism. Um, oh, I know. Yeah, we, we've gone over that too. Um, but I think I think the point that I took, I just just it just occurred to me is, you know, you, Brian, you were kind of denigrating the two types of Satanism. And I think the easy answer, all of that, as you made that point, is the naming convention itself. I would have more respect if they said they were a Luciferian. Because that was his angelic name, versus. But they're still you know, getting that from the Bible. Well, um, yes and no. Yes and no. Actually, there's a there's a sect. That, well, that's why the setness. So the so Michael Aquino they, was like they hey, refer to him as Set, not yeah, as Satan. Yeah, Satan came to me and told me his name is Set. Don't believe that bullshit you read in the Bible. <laughs> okay, but I paraphrased. Is, so when he says <laughs> when he says Satan came to him, like well, why well, he said well he said that. The dude well, everyone knows as Satan, right, actually is not Satan because he told me that his name is Set, right, and Which and is, I don't know what I'm really talking about that, because I read an entire Wikipedia article that, on Michael Aquino, that, but that's that, what I took away from it. Set is the Egyptian god of yes, of, uh, it is. He is so underworld who is right, Osiris's arch, arch nemesis, and but so um, disclaimer: Andre believes that Michael Aquino is also full of shit. So, so here's, so here's a serious point of order. You said something a second ago, Brian, Lucifer is not 
the name of the devil in the Bible. It's the Latin name for the morning star. Right. Which is also used to refer to Jesus. Right. It's, so, uh, which it's, is why you have the pentagram. Right. And, but my point is, is to say Lucifer was anybody's name is, 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 is questionable whether that's the devil's name or not. So that was why I was saying it's a Luciferian is using a name that was sounds more legit. Well, it also could have been Jesus, which gives it, right. which puts it into a different place versus the, a title given to you by a guy who thinks you work for. Well, if somebody you know says, saying? if somebody calls themselves a Luciferian, it's they're talking about Satan. Um, I know what not, they're talking about. I just said right. the but name it, from from a biblical yeah. legitimacy point of view. It's not what every this goes back to all that is the devil the same person as the dragon the same person as the beast same person as the leviathan like that's a whole nother episode maybe we should do that as an episode but that's a whole different four-hour conversation um yeah i have a blog article about that oh we should plug it we're gonna plug your blog article well yeah we've talked about it matt hates it that's the one that'd be so wordy I don't hate it. It just be so wordy. We're going to post it. And and my context looks like he's able to read wordy stuff. And he he should comment on this blog article. Hey, we should should address that. Uh, We had an episode where we talked about the moral argument. And uh, we we kind of messed it up. I'll I'll own this. So for all the listeners, uh, Brian and I got into injury. All three of us kind of got a little more heated than you actually even heard. And I had to do some pretty heavy editing, and I screwed up when I compiled it. And it wasn't and so, so much because it was heated; gap. it was just because it wasn't necessarily it, the best content. For yeah, it wasn't. For it people. wasn't. Yeah, because um, we were we were kind of just pissing on each other at one point, and so I edited it. I screwed it up. Um, it got a lot of comments, specifically at my context. You and Brian were having an exchange. I had to delete it because I couldn't figure out how to edit it and keep the. F- the, the rapper in YouTube. I, I, I'm just not smart enough to know how to do that. So when I re-edited the episode, my only option was to delete the old episode and put the new episode in. And I should have copied and pasted all the comments and I didn't. So I apologize for that. There was no intent to take down dialogue or censor. I, and I'm actually really sad that we lost all that because there was a lot of thoughtful exchange between the two of you specifically. Well, I don't think- Sorry you, about that. My comments wouldn't show up and I couldn't figure out I don't think we ever figured out why that was. We didn't. So he never, I don't think uh, we, he saw your comments. It yeah, was probably yeah. Lucifer, but they were. So, yeah, yeah, but I, but, but at my context, I, I loved your long form responses and please keep doing that. And I'll, I promise never to delete an episode again. If and, I can help it. and I, my comments and my comments, <laughs> I like my disclaimer, if I can help it, <laughs> I, I, I wrecked him with facts and logic and oh, uh, here we go. And but, he, but he never saw them. I so never it was, saw it. If, if, if a tree falls in a forest, yeah. So nobody got to see me wrecking with facts and logic, and that's <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm I know I'm sad about it, and yeah. But if you, it, uh, my contacts, if you respond again, I promise, I you, it, you probably don't want to write the whole thing that you wrote before, but if if you do, maybe you ha- maybe you have it in some other form, you can cut and paste it. I promise to wreck you with facts and logic. <laughs> So, so what we what we fall out is because because our constitution is written in such a way that even jackasses can be religions. Well, it's not the constitution; it's the IRS. At the end of the day, we actually never really so, so, so got solid on that. Is, is I it mean, the IRS? Yeah, because it, or, they're the ones. Or is that make it, the or is it fr- 
Oh, the, the IRS. Ones that, they the ones that say, hey, you are religion. Boom. Based well, on the 5013C filings. For, no, and I and I pulled it up for right, tax we purposes. So well, does tax purposes give you your your First that's Amendment it. right? Is a, that what a, gives you? No. Well, no, not First no, Amendment. No no, 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 no. But it's what gives you your standing as a church. I, 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 religion, I brought, not the First Amendment? I brought that up. Yes, that's true. I, I brought up that the IRS defines them as a religion mm-hmm. to just to just to defend the fact that like that's the that in terms of law, that's the only basis yeah. by which to say legitimate or illegit, illegitimate decision. I don't the think only, I was going to say, to my knowledge, they're the only branch of the U.S. government that has a a threshold or a uh, a definition right. that says yes or no to be in a church. And I I pulled their 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 actual language. You you can get Jedi on a dog tag, so. And it says it says there's this phrasing they use called uh, sacerdotal, sacerdotal. Yeah. Well, it's, it's both according to Wiki. It's both both pronunciations are are proper. So yeah. take um, that editor guy. It says re, and and the definition. If it's on is Wiki, it's true. Relating to or denoting a doctrine which ascribes sacrificial functions and spiritual or supernatural powers to ordained priests. So essentially, if your religion ordains priests. And you say in some manner that you believe that ordainment gives them power. You're a church. Well, it's not, and it's not even that specific. Okay. It, like you don't have to. The IRS has a long list of of criteria that it uses to determine if 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 you're a religion or not. You don't have to meet every one. That's just kind of a guideline. They tend to err on the side of if you say you're a religion by these. It, it, all the definitions are really loose. They don't. The IRS definitions to find out what religion is in the absolute sense, you would walk away with no greater knowledge of what a religion is. From is it worth going to jail if you know that a law is wrong? Um, depends on how wrong. I I have a I I have a lot of respect for the guy who who knocked the statue over. Um, if for no other reason that he put his money where his mouth is and he did what he believed. But on the other hand, I kind of think he he played in other hands. I mean, I I do think that they are. I think they're trolling. I think they're just that they're doing it for. It's more of a political well, stunt. Sometimes, sometimes you got to fuck around and find out. So what if it played into his hands? Like, as, don't uh, put that up, and it'll come down again, as, right? As because a boy, it, as a boy named Sue told us, but, sometimes but, you yeah. have to fight to be a man. But I think I think they see it as a victim. Wasn't a boy named Sue. They don't. They don't care about their coward statue. The That's the coward of the county. Yeah. Sorry, good song. <laughs> My bad. Old yellow. Um, <laughs> look, old yellow's leaving. I still get goosebumps. You could have heard a pin drop when he stopped I get, I and locked, get, the locked the door. I get goosebumps when I, when I hear that <laughs> it's part. It's a good song. It is. It's, a, it's, a, it's one of mine and Briar's songs when we yeah. go to we drive around. I'm like, I'm going to play some old school Kenny Rogers. She's like, I like this. Yeah. I'm like, I, you would. I, 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 I use a lot of that logic with my with my son. Uh, for those that don't know, Austin's quite small. He's like five two, five 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 one five two, and he's he's up to one hundred and twenty pounds. But uh, he's he's a little guy, and uh, and I'd always he's told scrappy him, I was, though. I, well, I, I I taught him from the, from an early state early age. I was like, listen, if somebody's messing with you and you can't and you don't want to take it, pick up something heavy and hit them really hard with it. And I was like, the next time you see him, do it again. They'll eventually get tired of getting hit with sticks. 
or rocks or whatever it is or just fight back at all and if like if they've you might not win they get tired of pummeling you but my but my point was don't start the fight evenly right right and they might beat you up but if they have to pay a price every time they do it it's not worth it at some point right That that was exactly what i taught him that was my knowledge. He's never hit anybody with a heavy stick yet, but I'm waiting for the phone call from the police. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I will was, pay. Uh, I will pay that attorney's those attorney's fees with a smile on my face. It too. was Austin Moore in the <laughs> study with a lead pipe. <laughs> <laughs> right. I might uh, start a GoFundMe or something, but you know, it'd be what it'd all be. All right. So, so begrudgingly, Satanists are religion, and uh, but they're a dumb I, religion, and but I they hate suck. them. Yeah, they suck. And Dre wants you as a neighbor. If, if you're a Satanist, go move in next to Dre. Only if you're an occultist that do weird orgy stuff. A right? real one. A real Satanist. Not the, real. Not, I don't want no fake have, Satanist. You have to like metal. Right. You have to like metal. <laughs> no accordion have have players. A chick with a yeah. that plays cello in your metal band. Yeah, yeah that's, no, that's no that's accordions. <laughs> yeah, no, that, no. That, that's 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 very specific, Dre. Yeah, you see Metal Lords? You watch Metal Lords. No. Yeah, anyway, yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Okay. It's got a, got a bunch of guitars and old school metal in it. You dig it for that aspect uh, and a, the coming of age movie of young dudes. There's and nothing actually, better than metal Actually, guitar. the the drummer in the movie reminds me of your son a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Maybe does you watch it with hit, him. Does he hit anybody with sticks? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Nice. With the drumsticks, he he, become, he he teaches himself to be a badass on the drums. <laughs> and he's like, I am metal. <laughs> and he's like totally nerdy so it's been not nice. saying son's nerdy but anyway i was but I think, you know what i'm saying but his All girlfriend right. was was hot chick that wore black and she they needed a basis for their for their band that they couldn't find one she's like she plays cello I'm like that's same not thing. that's not metal same thing. and she she becomes more metal than both of them put together so she just drops cool. it down a couple of octaves and just Yo, lays it down like, well, spoiler alert man yeah, I did. I totally spoiled it. At the end, she plays the cello in their band, and they. No, I'm not anyway, gonna watch I, it. I won't tell you if they win the battle. <laughs> the band's not gonna watch it now. <laughs> I was gonna go watch it. Now. I'm not. It's fun. It's a fun movie. I won't call it a good movie, but it's a fun movie, and it's got lots of old school metal with a uh, with a uh, what's what's my man from Judas Priest? Old dude, mm. kind of bald now. British. They're all old and British. He, he's in it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on. Um. Yeah. So I think we wrapped this up. Yeah. Good talk. Good talk. So anyway, if you're still around, talk about this nonsense. Then go ahead and subscribe. You may as well. You've been here this long, and uh, hit that smash it the like button, and uh, maybe notification bell. Tell your friends if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or Amazon or Audible or or or. Hey, leave a review. Leave a rating. We dig it. And uh, stay enlightened, stay curious, and uh, we'll see you next week. God bless.